Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Yo, yo. Happy week, everybody. It's uh, podcast time. But before I go on with the podcast, I would absolutely love it if you could go and subscribe to the podcast and give us a little review uh, by getting the reviews and the subscriptions really helps the podcast keep going. Um, But yeah, thank you so much to everybody that's also listened over the the last 32 weeks now of doing the podcast. I've absolutely loved it. Anyway, let's get into this week's podcast and this week is a really exciting one for me. It's a guy called Sofa Morick, who is 22-year-old rapper from Northwest London. Uh, I met Sofa Morick, I think I came across him online actually about a year ago and was lucky enough to get in the studio a couple of months ago with him. He's just brought out a new EP or a seven-track EP called Easy As. Um, and I really like this guy. He's he's dope. His perspective in life is is really interesting. His rap music is extremely good, um, and it's very different. It's not your usual hip hop vibe music. We talk about that a lot in the show. Um, yeah. Without further ado, Sofo Morick. Sofo Morick. I I yes, I, yes. I never know if I say your name right. It's, it's always close enough. Sophomoric. How do sophomoric. You, how do you say it? Sophomoric. Ah, oh, I think I nailed it there, man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> How's things, dude? Yeah, it's good, man. Just um just happy with the EP release to be fair. But um apart from that, not a lot. Just just at home like everyone else. Yeah, man. Lockdown two point is uh in full swing. We're actually yeah, like real. we're actually halfway through it, I think now. Yeah, I it, to be fair, it went quite quick. I didn't notice when it started. I can't remember when it started now. So yeah. like, yeah, it's I'm kind of lost. <laughs> they kind of like slid it in and were like, "You're just locked down now." And then <laughs> for real, just like, "Here you are." Yeah, I right, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, I think because we've just all been so used to it that it's just like just got to roll with it, isn't it? So... Yeah, yeah, for real. Like from the first one, we had a little test drive, and then now. This one is kind of going a bit a lot easier, I think. Yeah, I think people are dealing with it a little bit easier. And also they're like, it's only a month, although it's probably going to be longer than a month. But Yeah, see, that's the one thing I'm scared about. But I'm like, I'm, I'm hoping they're keeping their word at this point. And then if not, we'll deal with it when we, when we cross that bridge. Definitely, ma'am. Definitely. So let's talk about your name first. Uh, mm. I, we were in the studio not so Well, I say, I say not so long ago. It's probably like two months ago. Yeah, it um, doesn't feel that long ago, but yeah. 
uh, and you explained your name to me and why you chose Sofa Morik, I I need you to explain to the listeners. Like, I didn't mm. have a freaking clue what it meant. And yeah, explain that, baby. Uh, so where to start? Is that, so I was just Googling different words and whatever, like just to sort of explain my personality. So then I came across um, sophomore, which is... um. It means like immature and like childish and childlike and whatever. So I was like, okay, that's quite cool. And then because my surname is more, like spell M O O R E. Yeah. Um, I just thought, and then, and then I, I don't want to be called so sophomore because like that's more American. So I was like, okay, sophomore Rick. And then, and, and that's still a word as well. But I just changed the IC to IK because that's what rappers do because we try to be cool. Because you're cool. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So what? And then, yeah. So what does it mean? Uh, yeah, it literally just means immature, childlike, like, and <laughs> it's quite a contradiction to, like, what I rap about, because yeah. a lot of my raps are quite, like, mature and whatever, but, like, as a person, I'm not, I'm not like that, to be fair, I don't know, but, yeah, like, like maybe inside, but, yeah. I feel that. You're still young, though, mate. You're 22, right? Yeah, 22, yeah. 22, and just released your first EP. Um, uh, second one, second one. Is this one. your second I, I one? one. Yeah, yeah, I've released one um, directly a year ago, I think, and then, yeah, then this one. Okay, so this one's called... Right, dude, Easy As, is that what it's supposed to be called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that how you're supposed to pronounce it? <laughs> yeah, I just I, I just put the words together and make it confusing. I swear you're just fucking everybody off, just as, like, <laughs> making everyone feel like they can't speak English. Um, no, no, it's on purpose. <laughs> I know, right? I love it. I absolutely love it. But I guess... Coming back to how we first started talking, I can't remember mm. how I came across you, um, but we've been speaking for about yeah. a year now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember which record it was of yours that I heard. Um, I'm just on your Spotify now. And I, I really mm. can't remember, but I came across you <clears throat> and was like, which one was it? Might have been half of it, maybe. Um, or was that later? Was it Drop Dead Gorgeous? Possibly. Possibly. Like that was like the fourth song I released from the EP. Because it was like as of late, Bish Bash Bosh. Close enough for then Drop Dead Gorgeous. Or maybe Eleventh Hour, which is more of a singing one. Yeah, I think it was Drop Dead Gorgeous. Okay, sweet, yeah, yeah. Um but I was like I'm I'm not in the hip hop world at all, as you know. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I listened to a bit of hip hop. Um, I wouldn't say I'm a hip hop connoisseur at all and yeah, not really yeah. like, don't really follow it much. I like what I like and I'm kind of generic on what I do like, if I'm totally honest with you. Um, okay. but when I heard you, you have this cadence in your voice and the way you kind mm. of rap, it's like not grime. It's not hip hop. Mm. It's not anything that I've kind of heard before. And it kind of it kind of reminded me of Kendrick, and Kendrick. Mm. I I'll be honest, I was never a fan of Kendrick, and I, yeah, sometimes it's a bit difficult to get into. But yeah, yeah. Kendrick's it's an unpopular opinion, and everybody listening <clears throat> is gonna hate me for saying that. I I because I'm come from like the house and techno world. I like things to be like on time and on beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. and Kendrick. For me, although he's an, I know he's an absolute genius. 
but his songs are just sometimes just too left too left timing wise and i'm yeah. like oh I, yeah, I, yeah yeah my brain doesn't get but you do the same but in a way that i get it okay, okay. and how did you start how did you start rapping how did it how did you kind of get to where you're at i'm um, like so when i was year 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 seven year eight um i i was talking to my friend called josh and um this was just when I started to listen to Eminem because my mom like sat me down and um, showed me like some music videos from him on the TV. And then yeah. I was like, okay, that's sick. I'm fucking going to LimeWire, illegally downloading everything and putting it on my little MP3. And then I was just listening to it nonstop from that point on. And then, um, yeah, then I was talking to Josh and then he was like, oh, like you should try write something. And I was like, yeah, all right, like whatever. I started writing something. It was basically a, like an Eminem ripoff. Yeah. But then... <laughs> like, and, that, and that's how, how everyone starts but then from there I kept writing sort of every day every day releasing stuff on YouTube literally just in my bedroom just with like a a really really bad camera and um yeah then from there I just I never stopped like I, I proper fell in love with words and rhythms and not so much punchlines I'm not really a punchline artist but like more like metaphors and similes and stuff like that just wordplay that's that's yeah I, I and that makes sense because Eminem your the way you rap eminem eminem gives you stories when you when you listen to Mm, eminem mm. right it's not all about the hook it's not all about making a song that everyone wants to sing along to it's kind of like the rhythm of his lyrics and the story that he's telling and you do that very much so is like i wouldn't say your records are like it's not like a 50 cent record where it's like all about the hook yeah. and everyone singing along at the club is about yeah exactly what you're actually talking about um yeah for real, like yeah I, I always try to keep it with the message but like i also try and i try and incorporate some like i, I always try and do some melody and some and and not focus on the hook but like be more knowledgeable about the hook because I, I never used to write hooks i always i always just wrote like three minute verses and just yeah. going off and then think i could release that but yeah, that, then I realized if if I can put sort of metaphors and similes in the hook, but still make it catchy, then that's how I can sort of tread the line between like a trap artist and a '90s hip hop boom bap artist. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so yeah, that, that's mainly what I'm trying to do. So is Eminem like the one for you? Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like. I, I he's always been my favorite, so I don't think that's ever gonna change. Yeah, but there are still new people coming out, like people like Tech Nine, who's like been around for ages. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously, Kenny Lamar, J. Cole, all of them not. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I remember, I love it that your mum showed you Eminem because, (laughs) like, I bought the Marshall Mathers EP when I, I don't even know when that came out. And Mm. I think my dad had to get it for me because I was too young to buy it. And then (laughs) my mum, like, had a fucking meltdown when she heard me listening to it because it was literally like swear words left right and center so i love that your mum just gave you like told you to watch it it's dope yeah yeah, for real um so you grew up in london right yeah yeah northwest london yeah what was it like growing up nothing nothing too strenuous to be fair like i was always just in school i I didn't really hang out outside like i didn't really play about my area or anything i just i just stayed at home either went to school and then just came back really and then I like I had a few select friends or whatever and then going to secondary school that's when I met 
people like Evan, who's um part of Scum, like like my sort of rap collective. Yeah. And uh, people like Caleb, people like Jordan, etc. And um, yeah, but 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 I've never really like been like like them lot would play out like in their in their ends, you know what I mean? Yeah. But me, I would ha- I would go to their ends and sort of play out with them in it. Yeah, I say yeah. play out we were, at this age. We were like fourteen, so not really playing out. It's more yeah, hanging out. <laughs> yeah, hanging out. That's cool. Like yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> that's cool. So when did you get to the point when you were like? Okay, I actually want to release music. I want to take this seriously. Like, uh, it was it, it, it was halfway through school because I, I was I was never bad at school, but I was just like, nah, like this is it's just not for me. Like, I'm I'm not finding anything interesting. I just want to make music in it. And then um, Evan found Sound School, which is like a music college, and I just ended up going there, learning more about performance and recording and all of that stuff. And then that's where my manager found me from. And at that point. I could show her sort of my plan. Like, like I basically got all my, oh, I don't even want to say too much, but yeah. And, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and, and she saw that and then, yeah, she was just interested from there. And then I could just start releasing stuff. And like my first song I released, I was like, this is mad because like, yeah, it, it, it just got like maybe 25K first week or something like that, which is not a lot, but I was just like, individual people have heard my music outside of like my friends. So like, yeah, man. yeah, that was weird to me. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing feeling, isn't it? When you kind of yeah, start really real. like twenty five k if your first release is really fucking good, and yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, it's it's amazing if you think let's say twenty five k people, let's say let's say you half that, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or let's let's just say ten k, ten ten thousand yeah. different people listen to that a few times. Hmm. Like ten thousand people listening to your music, and it's yeah. wild, right? It's it's that kind yeah, of thing. Real. And I think we, I think as artists, we can all kind of get caught up in the streaming and the followers and the mm-hmm. like, all of this stuff. And then you're like, ten thousand people is like an arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, like I, I, I can't even visualize like. The, like the number of people and and, and it's so weird you you do probably like you 100 much more than me but like seeing when i when i go on my spotify or whatever then i see oh like 10 people from russia and i'm yeah. like i'm like what like <laughs> like it's like it's mad and you you probably have loads of people from like poland duh, 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 yeah and been to these places 100 percent. and i'm just like it's so weird and, and and like more people from russia have listened to my stuff than the uk and i'm like all right i'm moving to russia then really <laughs> yeah yeah like like the uk is not my top city like like it's, it's more so the us and russia <laughs> like that amazes me why why do you think the uk because i thought you would be more uk because you you sound uk yeah yeah I got, and, and, and i'm very very uk in my in my thoughts and in my in my sort of slang choice yeah but um to be fair the music i make is not and i and i, and I, I don't want to generalize anything but it's like I, it's, it's not it's not grime and then yeah. it's not sort of laid-back hip-hop yeah and it's not sort of wavy music either and like those are the three things that are mainly accepted in the uk but when you do try and do something weird and you're not fucking from the ends like yeah then it's like at that point people were just saying like oh like you're you're just weird like and then it's then it's dismissed kind of do you know yeah, what i mean man and, but, but i feel like people like the russia and the us is they're more 
yeah, they can take that in a lot quicker. Well, I, I think I think the UK in every kind of genre is quite we 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 have such a indulgence in amazing artists, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there is only like it's the same in in house and techno. Like the genres are very clicky, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to be part of the crew to kind of get to a point where you're you have a successful following in in the UK. Not purely because people in the UK don't want to listen to you, but it's because you mm. need to kind of be put up on you need to be given that chance by somebody yeah. in the UK to then get to where you need to get to. So whether it's like Annie Mac or whether it's somebody from one extra, I, I don't know who's in the hip hop radio side of things in the UK or the grime radio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, I guess until you get that or until you get like, Stormzy, Skepta, those boys just kind of like somebody kind of putting you up. It, yeah, yeah. You're like almost just fighting against the wind because because you have to have that recognition, which I think, especially in America, I can only speak for America more so. I feel okay. like people are a lot more open to listen to like different types of music. Um, mm. And there's also just so many more people there, which kind of gives yeah, exactly. more opportunity. Is. Is London or UK where you want to be big at? Yeah, 100%. Because, like, at the end of the day, this I don't really want to go live anywhere else. Like, like I don't really have plans to, like, move to Madrid at some point. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a homebody. I've been in London all my life. and it's But it's more so, like, I'm not forcing anything. Like, like, like I'm not going to change or, or, try and, or try and appease certain groups or whatever it's just like at some point you're gonna you're gonna get it or you're not gonna get it and it's yeah. fine in it like do you know what i mean but, but but i'm never gonna be like okay yeah fuck the uk i'm going off yeah, you know what yeah. i mean like, i can never i can never do that yeah but, um yeah i i respect that man i i i fucked off to america for a long time <laughs> <laughs> i kind of had you to might have to get me a plane ticket at some point i don't know yeah mate come on over it's uh <laughs> it's an interesting place um yeah. but i guess how how do you how in hip-hop how does it work i don't know you have to kind of educate me in this like how does it work to get bigger in the industry like what what does it do, what does it take ah <laughs> uh, if, if if i knew i'll be i'll be doing it right now um yeah it's it's, it's really like radio play and then uh, yeah then also like cosigns but like yeah there's there's stigma with sort of everything so everything that sort of gets you somewhere there's a stigma against it so like radio play is like oh like you're you're mainstream now da, 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 da. and then with like cosigns it's like oh so you needed this guy to put you on like you didn't do it by yourself da, 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 da. and then signing to a label is like oh you're not independent you're you're just cash cow da, 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 da. so like you can't do anything without someone saying something so i'm just like whatever happens if it fits me then it's then it's exactly what i'm gonna do and but i i can never sacrifice anything to gain anything like i, I can never yeah. sacrifice any of my sounds or my artistic beliefs to gain anything no i but, i totally yeah. agree with you on that i the one thing that i can say there's always going to be somebody saying something negative and yeah the yeah, thing exactly. is is how those people that are saying something negative they're only saying that because they're just jealous of where you're at that is mm. that is life and that is just how it is these 
these people are just motherfuckers and I can guarantee you that if you started getting played on radio, et cetera, et cetera, so many more people will like what you do and kind of be yeah, introduced yeah. to you than the people that are going to be talking shit because you don't need to listen to them. They're not worth it. Oh, yeah, 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 for real. That's, that's, that's what I'm hoping for as well. <laughs> so uh, your new EP, Easy As, seven mm. records. Personally, what's, what's your favourite on there? Oh, it changes like it was knuckles because I just released a video for that and like that's sort of a lot less rappy but when it comes to like what I like more so like live and learn or something like that because it's a lot more personal and it's and it's just flows but yeah, yeah. so do you when you when you do when you're like in the studio and you're writing writing in lyrics do you mm. do you go in there and with like a specific thing you want to talk about or is it literally you're just like waiting yeah so i i usually like when i want to do an ep or when i'm working on a mixtape it's like i write down all my song titles first so so i'm like okay like these these are all the subjects i want to kind of hit and then and this is the order as well so so i've basically got the track list already done before I've even written anything. Yeah. And then and then I go into the studio and one of my producers will pay, play a beat. One of the producers I'm working with will play a beat. And um, the first level that comes into my head, I'll, I'll be like, oh, does this associate with this song title or this song title? Yeah. Da, da, da. And, then, and then I just start writing from there. And um, to be fair, I should try and do something different as well because all my producers are saying like, Oh, you you always say like, oh, this is for this EP. This is the, like this. Let's release it. Let's just make music to make music. But I'm like, I want a bigger overarching plan. So like, that's that's just how I do it, and it, and it works for me. To be fair, it's been working for a long time. Mate, I think having a plan is the way forward in life. Yeah, as yeah, long yeah. as sometimes you're willing to to step out of the plan just just in case, mm, or just, mm. like I think there's sometimes when you're like, okay, this just doesn't fit in the plan, but it needs to come out. Yeah, exactly. Let's just put it out and let's just see. Um, exactly. I I respect that. Um, so, as in plans, are you, is it a plan for your artist career or your release? Like, what what is the bigger plan for you? Like, what's 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 okay? Let's let's start at the top. What's the yeah. what's the end goal? I know there's never an end goal, but in yeah. in the next five years, what's the goal for you? Next five, like honestly, I've got all the releases down in it. Like for the next, probably even six, seven years. But I'm like, like I don't, I don't want to say too much. But um, why don't you want to say too much? Because, because, because it's like no, no one does any fucking allure anymore. Like, like no albums are like, apart from yeah, people like Kendrick and J Cole, whatever. It's not an experience, or it's not, it's not like a movie. Like it's just like singles, a bunch of singles in it, and like. Yeah, it's... Why do you think that is? Because of the way the industry is built now, right now. Like, the industry is not built for albums. It's, it's built for albums now with streaming because you could put, like, 50 songs on an album and, and get it to fucking number one because of how many streams or whatever. But um, with singles, that's just how people consume music now anyway because their attention spans as well, I feel like. Yeah. But... um, Do you think, it, do you think it's attention span or do you think it's just the, the amount of the amount of choice out there yes yeah yeah that that doesn't make sense as well just because like you're just listening to one 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 from different artists and yeah yeah yeah. 
I never thought of it like that. That's fair enough. Yeah, because I, I never thought of it like that and literally until <laughs> now. Because when, I don't know, I don't know if you, you grew up in the CD when like you had, when you bought CDs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've literally got a stack of CDs. Yeah. yeah. So like when you bought a CD, you would listen to that for months and you mm. just, you'd put it in your car or you put it in your parents' car or you'd put it in your Walkman and you just listen to it over and over again. And that's yeah. purely because you just didn't want to carry around but like 20 CDs with you. You'd just yeah. like, you'd have like one or two and then you'd just switch it up. Like I, w- I remember listening to like the Faithless album or like Linkin Park for literally yeah, yeah. like two or three months. And that's how I remembered lyrics then. Now I don't remember lyrics. Because I just, I'm not listening to one thing over and over again. And I think with Spotify and Apple Music and all of the other platforms is, it's a playlist now. Yeah. And I think that's what makes people skip or not not experience the album form. Mm. Yeah, exactly. For real. Do you... When you're writing your your do you do you call them album or albums or EPs? Uh these ones are EPs, yeah. The two I've released are EPs in my in my mind. What's the difference? Uh for me, yeah. it's kinda like so EPs six, seven tracks. Um well six tracks and then I just have a bonus track. Um a mixtape is basically an album, but like since we don't use platforms like that piff or or actually have CDs burn and, yeah. and give them out for free anymore. We, we still call them mixtapes just so we can not have the pressure of an album, I feel like, and just be like, yeah, this is just like a mixtape. It's the next okay. step from the EP, but it's still a mixtape. And then, um, yeah, then an album will probably be similar length to the mixtape, like 12 to 30 songs nowadays. But yeah. yeah. I see. That's the thing I don't like. And I don't know if you agree with this. Um mm. But an album when it's when it's like thirty songs, I'm just like, I for me it's not a, like I as an album listener, I want to have a bit of a journey, and I know that sounds cliche as fuck, but I just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just want something that's like not just a load of records put together, and I don't maybe I'm just wrong, but I don't think you can get thirty records that are that flow as a journey. Yeah, like cohesive. Like it's it's at some point, and and especially when it's thirty songs and it's like three good songs, and then the, the people are like, oh yeah, no, this is a good album. Like the rest are decent, but we've got three like bangers. I'm like, you, you could have just whittled it down to like twelve songs, yeah. made a more cohesive project, and it probably would have been much better. Yeah, but you're just go, you're going for the streams now rather than the the quality. Yeah, yeah, because. There is that side of the business now where you can actually make money with streams and the more music you put out, the more likely you're going to earn earn some money. Um, yeah, yeah. And in hip-hop is strange. It's the one thing that, like, in, in hip-hop music that I've seen is that especially grime and, and like, all the, like, trap and all, of, and all mm. those types of genres is that there's people releasing a record every week. Like just yeah, a new yeah, yeah. record every week, and I, and I love that. I absolutely love because in in dance music, I don't know anybody that releases that much music. Like I probably yeah, yeah. make I probably make enough music to release one every week, but yeah. for for this in for my industry, it's more like planned and and 
for for the hip hop side of things, it feels like it's just more like organic and more like spitting sawdust. What's your yeah, What's yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's 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 definitely a bit more free flowing because you're just kind of like. I don't know. I I definitely think rappers are just are spontaneous people anyway, yeah. like just by nature. So we're kind of like, oh, when we make something, we just want to put it out, put it out, and kind of flood the system because because then there's there's competition element as well. So it's like, uh, I released the most albums this year. I did the I'm I'm the best this year. Boom, boom, boom. I I don't really see that. I'm not, I'm not sure if if it is in the dance world more so or or in the techno world or anything. Yeah, no, like it's not. I I don't think nah, it nah. is. Okay, yeah, like like really, it it like and then in rock as well and pop, it's really like a rap thing because that's where sort of rap came from, like the battle rap sort of braggadocious place. So that's where the um the confidence and the competition came from, and um yeah, so so that's why releasing something every week, every week, it just makes you better than your peers, and then you just you just feel good. It's it's just ego fueling, really, at the end of the day. But um, I don't know whether it's it, it is a good thing for me because I just love listening to new stuff every every Friday. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't I don't know if it's like flooding the flooding the market. <laughs> would would you um would you do one every week? One project yeah. or like song? One song. One song I could I could do a song every week, yeah. But it would, but it would have to be like semi throwaways, like like not not my like Favorite. Magnus Opus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I I'm really intrigued, especially for me. Like I'm really intrigued to do something like that, where mm-hmm. because there's that there's that um, law of averages, right? The the more you release, the more likely you're gonna have a record do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you hear that, especially like in like the trap artists, where like they release so much fucking music and then all of a sudden one record pops off and then everybody wants them and they're, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they're hot for a minute and then the next kid comes along and, and does the same. But there is something about releasing an EP or an album that is like, does it feel, I've never done it. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't know, but I guess, does it feel like you've accomplished something when it's out or does it feel like what's next? It's a bit of both, to be fair, like, because because I'm, I'm already working on my next thing anyway. I'm like, OK, like on to the next thing. But um, yeah, if I were just dropping singles, it would just be like, yeah, here's a song. Here's a song rather than here is my body of work. Yeah. Take it. Enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I'd, after I released this, I was kind of I was kind of thinking like projects are a bit redundant because it's like people also like listening visually as well so like that's why singles work well i feel like because with music videos and just going on youtube and, and stuff like that but with an ep or an album songs are going to get lost in the in the stream yeah but um yeah so like little ep cuts no one's really it's it, it's, it's going to go very unappreciated rather than singles do you know yeah. what i mean and um yeah, so that's 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 why I was kind of like, oh, I should just start releasing singles, and then after the singles pop, then I can start doing EPs because people will listen to the whole thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm already deep in the plan. I'm going with it. I'm sinking with this shit. Just roll with it, mate. Because I think <laughs> I think you're onto something. I like I like the EP standard, and mm-hmm. I like how 
I, I haven't got big enough balls to do it yet. Because um, <laughs> for me, I, I want to release records that don't, that people wouldn't necessarily think is a Will Clark record. Like the record that we did together. Mm. Like I'd love to release that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under Will Clark. But I can pretty much guarantee I probably can't. Um, yeah. Because it's just going to alienate everything. Um, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? But I'd love the idea of writing a cohesive body of work that all fits. I've always, I've always had this concept of getting in the studio with like one synth, one drum machine and like one vocalist and just Mm. writing a whole album or like a, or like a a shorter album, like five, six, seven records in like, two weeks and just just doing straight up that and then releasing it i love that concept and i yeah, for I, all. I think i'm gonna do that for 2022 and just like sit down and just just do that what's that sounds sick i think yeah i've got to do it man yeah for real because like it's, it's, it just sounds like an event as well like i love when making you're making music an event if like even if just for yourself do you know what i mean yeah like that's yeah that's that's where the fun comes back into it rather than fucking structure and all of that yeah because are you at the point where you're like, I need to write a hit record? Have you got that in your head yet? I, I, I think from the beginning, like, I've never thought about it too tough, but like, nice. it would be nice to have one. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm course, not like yeah. purposely shying away from it, but I'm like, I'm not going to follow a formula of a hit record. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, if a, if a hit record comes from one of my songs from the heart, then that's cool, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I would, I would never sort of, throw everything away just to sort of blow and then I'll have to be that for quite a while do you know what I mean like that's why with Kendrick Lamar like with swimming pools that's like a repetitive hook da, 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 catchy beat yeah but he's talking about like his uncle's alcoholism do you know what I mean yeah yeah so there's there's still a message there for hip-hop fans but for the average listener they're like yeah drank drank yeah so, yeah, yeah. Like that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to walk that line more so. It's funny that because I listened to what did I listen to? Uh, I'm looking at my phone to find dissect. Have you heard of dissect? It's a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I haven't got into it too tough, but yeah. So that before I listened to dissect. So if for anybody that's listening, dissect is a Spotify play uh, podcast that is based about I can't remember the guy's name, um, but he dissects artist albums um what's his name oh, i can't i don't know who it is um but he he dice so he goes into what every lyric is about what it, he like interviews a few people or brings up old interviews and kendrick is one of them is one of his albums i think it was can't remember which album he, he kind of dissected I but i think it was damn maybe but yeah yeah it was damn Mm. Um, I think he's done two actually. He's done two of Kendrick's. He did Kendrick's first and second album. Okay, yeah. So maybe Good Kid and Damn, or or To Pippa Butterfly and Damn. Uh, Butterfly and Good Kid. That was it. Okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I I wasn't. I'd actually seen Kendrick live as well. I I I was playing at Coachella and I saw him. I stayed to watch him, and mm. I didn't want to stay and watch him because I just wasn't into him and. I, even when I saw him, I was like, oh, he's good, but I don't get it. Mm. I, I don't get it. And then I listened to the Dissect podcast and was like, 
oh, now I get it. Yeah. Now I get it. And it's because I don't listen to lyrics. I don't listen. Mm. I I listen to more like rhythm and melody. I'm really bad at like remembering lyrics. I can't remember lyrics for, for, I can't even remember lyrics to my own songs, let alone anyone else's. (laughs) Um, With regards to this EP, uh, Easy As, You've got gluttony, hold your breath, I wake, Jehovah, knuckles, live and learn, and then you got to to grow up. Mm. Was there like an overall topic on what this is about? Yeah, so so it was kind of going, it's like what, what I called it, it was like a semi-fictional parable, is is what I was calling it, which is just fucking because I'm I wanna be clever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 like so it's kind of a story of of an of an artist or a creative sort of getting into an industry um sort of all the upsides that come with that so that's like gluttony hold your breath um i wake is like about substance abuse and stuff like that whatever substance that may be yeah and um then jehovah and knuckles are sort of leading down that path and then live and learn sort of wraps it up and it's like uh because in hold your breath i'm kind of talking about death and all that stuff like they want me to fall and all of that yeah and then in live and learn i'm like um lord knows i've been sinning with a halo to disguise my flaws saw the end in the beginning but i don't want to die no more give me a chance to live and learn and that's not as positive as it sounds because it's kind of like i haven't changed yet but like i haven't got out of these habits yet Mm -hmm. but i don't want to die so just let me live and learn like let me just go through it and sort of get a grasp of this and um yeah then two growing up is just a bonus track but yeah cool man so when you sat down in the studio and was like okay did you have the 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 names of the tracks before like i know you said that you named the tracks but were you like okay so this next ep for me is going to be this track listing and then i need to write on that or is it like do you write do you write the story out or whatever uh, so the so the stories kind of comes separately a little bit, like like kind of by accident. I'm not gonna lie, because okay. it's like I I start with the song titles, and naturally the way I write is like it's it's always progressive, yeah, <clears throat> like sort of A B C section or whatever, yeah. And um, yeah. So when so when I write and then I finish the whole EP, I kind of listen back to it, and I'm like, okay, what am I saying here? And then I'm I sort of make connections myself, and I'm like, okay, so this is what it's about. And then I have it in my own head, so I'm kind of like just dissecting dissecting my own piece, yeah, which which is quite weird. Like I like, and I've I know some people act like they write a song or write an album, and they're like, yeah, I had this plan from the start. Yeah, I don't think you did. <laughs> if you did, that's cool because I can't do that, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah i think um i think albums like that that do have a plan has to be like a more of a conceptual album yeah yeah. Um, yeah. and i i think it's i don't think there's many people that do that i i don't mm. know anybody that, that's done it but i'm sure there's loads of people that have but yeah yeah that must be tough um so did you write the records in the order of the ep I tried my best to, but like there were some songs that sort of just jumped in here and there. But um, for the most part, yeah. And is there anything that you kind of talk about in, like I know you said it's like a story based on mm. artists. Is 
Are, you, are any of that based on your life? Is that any of that based in your experiences with you, yourself or other yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's, it's, it's very sort of self-reflective and maybe it's sort of shielded because I'm using a, a, a third or first person perspective, whichever one it is, um, to sort of remove myself from it. Yeah. And, and I feel like that makes it easier for me to talk about because I'm like, I'm not talking about myself, if you yeah. know what I mean. But um, yeah, no, there are definitely loads of lyrics throughout the whole EP that are like directly about me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Anything, but, um, anything specifically? Let's talk about gluttony. <clears throat> uh, no, nah, gluttony is like very conceptual. Gluttony is very much outside of myself. Okay. And hold your breath. Uh, I wake is a bit closer. Um, Jehovah bit close. Yeah, like it's it's literally not even I like I can't pinpoint any lyrics too tough. Yeah. But it's like there's little sections here and there where it's like this is from me. But yeah. See for me, I wake is my favorite favorite one on, on the EP. Okay, that's that's stick to here because that, that that one's a weird one, but yeah, thank you. Yeah, so so I wake is I was going through them this morning. Um and I wake is quite aggressive i don't know mm. like from from like the tone and i like aggressive like hip-hop um, yeah, yeah, yeah like i like hip-hop that kind of makes me feel like oh something's gnarly's going on mm, mm. and that does and it's got what's the sample in it uh Alan, Alan Watts, Alan Watts, like, like one of his speeches. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. I dig it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a really, it's a really, it's, it's it's a really dope record. How? Thank what you. was the what was the process in writing that? Uh, so it was me and um, Beach Productions, who's um, a producer I work with, and yeah, like w- with him, he 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 just got a little piano thing started going, and then um, I. I, f- I think at the beginning I came to him with the with the sample, so I was like, "Oh, I want to use this instead of a chorus." So like, mm. I just want to spit for like 16, 24 bars, however much it is, and have this link to what I'm saying, kind of. So yeah. link to like attachment, and um, yeah. So we just made uh, he just made the beat from there, and then um, I wrote the lyrics pretty quickly, like in two days, something like that, which doesn't sound too quick, but like for me, but um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that was it, it. Was a fun song to make because I just I like that and two grown up are yeah. one of my favorites as well because I'm just rapping. Like sometimes I just want to rap and like like you're saying aggressive. I'm not an aggressive person at all. I'm not in no, the slightest. Not like, at all. You can't. Yeah, you can't piss me off. Like I'm calm. <laughs> but um, with with I wake and two grown up, it's like it's not like a anger. It's like a passion, kind of. Yeah. Like, like that's where it's kind of more so coming from. But um, yeah, I could I could just spit for like eight minutes and I'll be calm. I would listen to all of that. Like people like Eminem campaign speech, where yeah. it's literally like a minimal beat, weird beat, with him just rapping for eight minutes. I'm like, this is sick. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and everyone's yeah. like, oh, like it's just bare words. And I'm like, I love it. Like, yeah. And and that's where I feel like we differ as well, like with lyrics. Like I am such a lyric head. Like yeah. I will listen to Lupe Fiasco and like his albums are very dense as well and I will have to go on to Google and research everything he's saying and understand the references and that's where the fun comes from me because yeah. I'm like this is an experience like I'm not just it's not just a song like it's a experience more so do you feel like you learn from that as well as a rapper and 
when you're kind of like, I guess it is dissecting other people's songs that mm. that they're actually rapping in, and kind of you can understand where you can then understand where they where they are, what they're talking about, and then how they relate to that. And then do you kind of bring that to your life and bring that to to when you're getting in the studio writing? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because I'm like, whenever there's things with layers. It's just it's just much more interesting to a wider array of people because people can get it from the first just catchy beat and catchy melody and then they can just like the flow and then when they get into the lyrics and then when the lyrics are double entendres and it's even deep like I yeah. love just going deep with it like proper proper deep but yeah yeah definitely definitely a lot of influence from people like that. What's your favorite Eminem rap then? Ah, <laughs> oh, see there there are loads but like it's it's I'll get cancelled. Because <laughs> like, right. like, I, I can't say half of the stuff he says anymore. He, he he could get away with saying these words. I can't say none of these words anymore. Like I'll just say first verse from "I'm Back" by Eminem. That one's very good. Yeah. But yeah, don't cancel me, please. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, let's talk about this cancel <laughs> shit. Because I yeah, all right, cool. Let's talk about it because I didn't know it was in the rap world as well. I know it's in world in in media yeah, and everything yeah. like that, but. I thought you could fucking rap about anything. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was I was under the idea that it was it was music. Like yeah. oh yeah, like this is this is something I talk about a lot with with my friends because it's like freedom of speech. Like it's 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 a very it's not black and white in it. So when I can see both sides of the conversation. So when it's like something offensive, if you find it offensive that's fine like okay yeah, that's yeah. okay you yeah, like i can't i can control my actions i can't control your reactions so yep. however you react to something offensive i say that's fair enough totally. it? but then to understand where it's context and where it's coming from that's where people go wrong because then it's like you're taking this one thing out of context and you're making it seem like it was done with malicious intent yeah and then now you go online and you say oh look at this one line that i'm taking out of context cancel this guy blah, 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 boom. and then all of a sudden and, and because everyone wants to be a part of something part of a movement everyone gets behind it and then we're just like yeah yeah, yeah fuck this guy da, 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 da. and yeah like yeah to me it's it's so dumb there were there were places where it's <sighs> necessary isn't the word i don't think like it, it's it's not it's never necessary but there are certain things that we can all agree like oh this was out of order and whatever like even some things eminem has said i'm like that's a bit mad but then understanding context and malicious intent is where it really boils down to for me. Cause I'm like, he's, he's like joking around. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and, when, and when people in, um, purposefully ignore the fact that it's a joke, then I'm like, well, we can't go anywhere now yeah. because we, we can't say anything. Even if we're good people, we can't say anything. Do you know what I mean? yeah man it's it's really sad i didn't know it was like that as well in kind of hip-hop and stuff like that. i knew, obviously i knew it was online but yeah, yeah, for, yeah for in in dance music you're not really kind of singing about anything you're it's kind of the like what you what the song if there's a song in dance music mm. is not generally anything you're not you're not telling a full story it's like usually just yeah, a hook yeah, yeah. if you know what i mean it's that kind of like generic yeah. kind of vibe um i find with it though is that it actually 
it puts like a blanket on creativity. A hundred percent. And like, it's so sad that a few people that finds one thing offensive tries to then ruin a whole career for, yeah. for no reason, really. Unless you have done something that is, that should be. Yeah, like, exactly. And, and, and that's where, <clears throat> that's where it's not black and white comes into play as well. Because, because I, I can say this point of view and, th- and this side of things and be like, oh, like cancel culture is bad. Da, 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 da. And then you can take one scenario where someone done something actually mad in real life. Yeah. Or, and, and be like, oh, but what about this guy? Shouldn't this guy be canceled? And I'm like, oh yeah, no, fair enough. It's, it's from a, uh, uh, basis to basis sort of terms you know what i mean like like it's, it's from person to person it's yeah. not a blanket i never make a blanket statement with anything i say yeah. it's like you can apply it to certain things and then if you just choose to ignore that then <laughs> like you're, you're, you're done <laughs> i remember years ago that with eminem it was like based on him like hating gay people supposedly yeah and, yeah, then, yeah. and then he was like i don't hate gay people i was just, he just raps a, he was just it was just a funny thing that he was saying. And then he went on, I think he did the Grammys without and John and like destroyed yeah. it. And yeah, it's really sad. I find it really sad, but I also, I, I think everyone should watch what they say to a certain extent. You yeah. don't, you don't yeah, want yeah, yeah. to go around offending people on purpose. Like exactly. I've exactly. offended people online and not purposely done it. Right. Yeah. And when it's not purposely done, you, you can just hold your hands up and be like, look, I, there was no malicious behavior in this yeah and i think that's the thing is that i think especially during like lockdown a lot of people have kind of got got their rocks on and are a lot more sensitive which is totally understandable um Hmm. do you think it will ever change do you think it will ever go back yeah see that's i don't think so because now we're so we're so sort of deep into it where it's like it's, it's it's something to do do you know what I mean? Ah, but then also, also, it's like you can always think of it as a good deed. So, yeah. so then you're thinking, why would we take away doing a good deed? Do you know what I mean? So, what do you mean? As I, so, like, say, say if someone does something actually mad and whatever, and then canceling also never works. Like, like, like someone's never cancelled. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can stop supporting them. That's more so what should be getting done. Yeah. Like stopping support for someone who's say an abuser or or homophobic or da 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 stuff yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Because you because you can't cancel anyone. It's just it's just impossible. But um, oh, what was I saying? Fucking. Okay, we were talking about. It it was literally like, is it ever gonna go back to how it was? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Like like I'd really doubt it. And and to be fair, it's good to hold people accountable for certain things, but. When that person, when it isn't a mad thing and they apologize and you can tell that they're a sincere person to hold on to that cancel thing, just to be like, no, 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 we don't accept your apology. You're not good enough. You're canceled. Yeah. Like you don't have that sort of power over anyone else. You have power over your actions so you can stop buying their stuff. But um, yeah, at, at, at this point, it's just going to stay the same for, for a long, long while, I think. I think that's the thing that I really dislike about um, the internet, though, because it's that clickbait, isn't it? Like, I can tell you one story and then you could mm. carry that story on to your mates and then somebody else could then carry that on. And by it's Chinese whispers by the end of it, the actual context of the story has gone. Um, and I think that's what 
I really struggle with with the internet is that and it's kind of why I've stepped back a little bit from a lot of social yeah. media because I don't want to be like nothing that I ever say is ever meant to hurt someone yeah exactly and <clears throat> but I'm not perfect you're not perfect none of us are perfect we're all going to offend somebody at some point in our lives but the scary thing is, is that you can say one thing mm. or you can do one thing that mm. in context at the time would never have, would never feel like you're disrespecting somebody. But in the context of the internet, it's so disrespectful and everyone yeah. jumps on it and it's game over. Yeah. And and that's that's where... Up until that point, I get it, innit? Yeah. But then when when you said game over, if 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 we don't want people to change or or we don't accept someone actually changing, then where where can we go as 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 a human being? Because we do one thing. Say, say if we're not something, like we're not a fucking neo-Nazi, da 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 whatever, yeah. If one thing happens and then you make me that thing now, and you say that's you. And I'm like, no, it wasn't a mistake. Da, 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 da. And you say, no, nah, that's you now. What what else can I do now? Now I kind of you're kind of making that person that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now, yeah, yeah. now there's no room to move. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. so really, it's 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 about acceptance and, and kind of letting things go where it's necessary, like where you can let it go. Let it go. It's not a, it's not a big yeah. deal. It's it's <clears throat> it's strange, isn't it? As well. Um it's interesting, like you said about the, like the neo-Nazi. I remember listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and he had, I, I wish I remembered the guy's name, but it was a black dude that um, in America that actually had converted like 200 or 300 KKK members like over the okay. years. And and he was, he was actually a musician. And the way it started was he he was performing in the South somewhere of South America not South America, but in the South of America. Um, yeah. And he, he got talking to this white guy and this white guy had never spoken to a black guy before. And they got talking and the white guy was like, I'm a member of the KKK. And, and the guy was like, well, why pretty much like, and he was like, mm. I've just, he was like, I've never spoken to a black guy. I've, I've always been told these things about, black people um and i've i didn't know you could be this intelligent and it was kind of an education thing and that's where it started for him and and he went back to this place for years and kind of built this relationship to the point where this guy gave up being part of the member of the kkk mm. and kind of this this kind of rolled on and rolled on and there was like two three hundred members that he eventually kind of changed and and moved out of the kkk not mm. not doing it for not doing it to say <clears throat> i'm gonna change you but doing it to give people the option to change mm. and i think that's so important in life that's the, like change is so important for everyone and don't get me wrong yeah. some people are never gonna change right some people and that's absolutely fine and you can allow them mm. to do that but i think the internet doesn't allow people to change social media mm. doesn't yeah. allow people to change yeah, it's, it's so strange. For real, because because 
like like I've, I've never heard that story before like that is crazy because <clears throat> with a say that black guy said to him oh you're okay 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 fuck you blah, 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 blah. but like he was like oh why and did and had a fucking intelligent conversation or yeah. whatever that that led that person to remove his prejudice and i get when some people are like it's not on me to change someone's homophobic or racist view it's it's not on me and i yeah, get yeah, it yeah. in it like it's, it's it's not your duty to do that but in places you can do it why not because that's that's a much bigger impact change is a much bigger impact than ignoring because you can't just ignore you can't we can't ignore all of these things you yeah. know what i mean and pretend it's not there it's going to be there so the bigger impact is trying to change yeah it individually and yeah like yeah i i, I definitely think that's a much better way of going about it the guy's name was called daryl davis okay um check him out it's episode what i'll text it to you after um yeah, it's, yeah, it's really really interesting but it, it's it's this is this has been happening for a long time now and I don't like it happened. It happened a while ago in dance with an artist called Tenwells. Okay. Okay. And don't quote me on what he said. I really don't know like what he mm. said. Um, but at the time he was one of the biggest artists in the world in, in our scene. And he said something about gays. I, I don't allegedly, I don't want to say fully cause I don't know yeah, how yeah, true yeah. it is, but it was something like gays, are like pedophile, gay people are like pedophiles or they're just as bad as pedophiles or something like that. Yeah. Which we all know is just fucking bullshit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, and he literally got destroyed in a matter of a day. His mm. management dropped him. His agent dropped him everything like every show that he had booked was was can't he was taken off every lineup and this was the first time that i saw this happen this was a few years ago yeah and then then i think like this guy's a great producer he writes really good music he's changed he's helped a lot of people's lives through mm. through that through their music and what he said was on his personal personal Facebook. Somebody pulled it off his personal Facebook and then put it out onto the world. Yeah. I, I 100% do not agree with anything that he said at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't want anyone to ever think like that because it's just education, right? <laughs> um, and I feel sorry for people that have those views, mm. realistically, because... We're allowed to do whatever the fuck we want. Just be happy. And, and that's fine. 100%. Like, however, when the apology that came out was really badly done. Okay. He, okay. he came out with an apology. It was really badly done, but it almost just felt like it was kind of forced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think people had already made their, their judgment up beforehand. Mm. And by it, I think there comes a point when where is there like that that break period where we see the headline, mm. we make our own judgment up already, yeah. and then we we aren't willing to forgive and we aren't willing to allow change. What's that about? Um, there's I, I feel like there's different there's different uh, size to it. So so it's like. When there's someone who says a joke or has said a joke when they were like younger, yeah, about anything, 
Yeah. And then and then someone resurfaces that and it's like, oh, look what they said. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, and then you have to apologize for it. Apologize. Yeah, sure. We should be able to instantly, pre- if, if it's genuine, yeah, instantly accept that apology. Because at the end of the day, it was a joke. Yeah. yeah. With certain words, we 100% said so. And people who are so against these words being used nowadays, I, it's 100%, I get it. I'm completely on that side. Yeah. But let's not pretend like, Back back in the days, we weren't so free with that f word, with all of these other words. We're like, do you know what I mean? And 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 even the word bastard, like yeah. someone could take offense to that. Do you know what I mean? Because that's a mad word. Like for for, for if me, you think about a single it. parent household, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that yeah. was an actual thing. Like people would call uh, a child from a single parent household just with their mum yeah. out of wedlock. They'd be like, "You're a bastard." Yeah. But we still use that word because we just. We forgot about it. Yeah. So like with, with with words like that, everyone, whatever, da, 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 when it was said, and now people understand you can't say that word, innit? Because because it causes offense to people. And if you're a good person, you never want to cause offense, innit? Yeah. So so you'll 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 take that back. But then on the other side of things, with that guy's statement, where he said, where as his own view, not a joke, as his own view, he said, Oh, well, allegedly, I, I don't whatever. know either. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like say saying um uh, gays or pedophiles or whatever. That's you can't even move that around to be a joke. No. So at the end of the day, that's your actual view now. And I, as a person, a listener, a consumer of your art, should be able to know. Hmm. Should be know, should be able to know your personal things, and even that is a bit strong because at the end of the day, you're a human being. Your business is your business, isn't it? Yeah. But if I happen to stumble across it and I don't like it, I should be able to. It's so tricky. It is, isn't it? And this is the so thing. Tricky. This is the thing. Yeah. Is, it's like you're you're allowed as a as a listener, right? As a mm. con- consumer of the art. Yeah. Do you have? Do you have to like the artist? Me, me, personally, um, more so in rap, a hundred percent. Because with yeah. rap, it's like you're you're telling your story. And then if I find out you've done something mad, 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 then I'm like, okay, I can't really listen to your music anymore because yeah. it, it's you, innit? But then yeah. with a, say, a producer or something like that, where it's like you're not saying anything in, in your music, like there's no, say, lyrics or whatever, then it's like, it's, it's less about the personality and more about the music. So yeah. then do I, yeah. Yeah, yeah do you think... Do you think it should just? It's, it is weird because it's like. Yeah. I think the thing that I struggle with the most, and it's happened to. It's weird because, I think it there's levels of where, on what, the cancel culture, is at. If you know what I mean, if somebody's yeah. raped, if somebody's raped somebody, then come on, get the fuck out of here, right? We all know yeah, that. Yeah. But if someone says something that is a joke that is clearly a joke yeah but and and, and apologize for it as well like fair enough whatever but yeah i think it's just people just love holding on to grudges yeah a hundred percent i've 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 never been that type of person i i am so so easy to let things go no matter what anyone sort of does to me maybe it's a weak thing i don't know but but it, it helps me in my life where i'm just like okay cool Either I can just cut you off or 
whatever, or, or, or we don't speak. But I'd never hold a grudge to anyone who has done anything to me or anyone who feels like I've done something to them and then treated me a certain way. It's never a grudge holding. It's like, fair enough, you live your life. I love you, bless, in yeah. a bit. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And that keeps my mind free from always thinking negative shit about someone who's not around anymore or someone yeah. who's done something to me when I was 12. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I, it's, move it's, on. Like, it, and that's the thing. It's like, what is, what is the point in that? What, like yeah. you're wasting, it's, it, I had, I spoke to somebody on, on somebody else's podcast the other day and, and it was mm. more, it, and we were talking about people that are just dickheads and it, it's, it takes more energy to be rude and disrespectful to somebody and to hold grudges than it does mm. to be nice and just let things go. Yeah. And I think when it, taking this back to being creative and the, the creative kind of flowing juices and all of that, <laughs> when you're, when you're in the studio, like, don't get me wrong. We all hold a grudge at some point in our life. We all yeah, have yeah, yeah. things we have to deal with. We all yeah. have, breakups we all have relationship fall downs we all have friendship fall downs like family breakups we have all of this Mm. in life and it's it's easy for us to say don't don't hold on to any of it but it's that longevity of holding on to things is is it once you processed it and accepted it and it's now time to move on but how does that work when it comes to writing for you do you do you think writing helps you get over things um slightly because but but more so my own sort of flaws like i i I find it very easy to accept other people more so than to accept myself sometimes okay so in what sense yeah uh, i don't know it's 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 i kind of just felt it and i said it but um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's like with, with other people they, they can do certain things or whatever and i'll be like oh like fair enough you're a human being in it but then maybe i do something and i'm like oh like jesus christ like like yeah. you, you fucked up bad yeah, I, yeah. I, do you know what i mean but, yeah. but i'm like i had to learn like oh i'm a human being too <laughs> like oh like i i can i can make mistakes i can do whatever and writing definitely helped with that as well because i can i'm very honest with my flaws so i can write it down and not own it anymore and just be like yeah this is i'm a human being there you are and and then it's kind of off me now and i'm and i and i still have a chance to deal with it but it's not so overbearing where it's like this is such a weight on me yeah. do you know what i mean and like yeah so 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 definitely but but le- less so with um actual relationships and people like i'm i don't do it eminem kim like <laughs> big session like i'm i'm very much i don't really have much to write about with my with my people to be fair like i'm they're all pretty cool to be fair but yeah have you ever written about an ex or somebody in your life that doesn't know that you've written about them <laughs> um yeah no 100 but um not not like not so uh explicitly yeah. it's more like little sprinkled in there isn't it but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh because I've I've written a couple of records that with lyrics mm. about like one person, 
and yeah one of, they know one of them but they don't know like the other the other two and i yeah, can't yeah. wait for them to come out because <laughs> one of them's dark <laughs> as fuck one of them's called it's like it's it's called this is how we die and okay, it's mad. i'll send it to you it's it's pretty dark and yeah yeah but i i love i like writing records for feelings yeah 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 for me and when i write sometimes i'm like okay i want to just go in and write a record that i know is going to just work really well on the dance floor and mm. then other situations is like i'm going to write a record with a with a singer and a song like i i do i did a i'm working on a, a like a collaboration with a guy called ollie norton who's like okay. a dope singer and we've got probably about seven records together and Sick. one of them is called uh place i belong and we wrote it when i was in america he was here and mm. i was like i really miss home and i was like i want to talk about being home and like yeah. what it's like being home um do you ever do that when you write as well because i know you talk about you like write conceptually on yeah, yeah on yeah. subjects you do you ever wake up in the morning and be like this is how I'm feeling and this is what I need to kind of project in my song. Getting deeper. Not, not, uh, not really. Cause like, I don't feel emotions too tough. Like I'm not like, Oh, I, especially these things like anger or whatever. Like I'm, it's not very intense for me. Yeah. So, so I never wake up even feeling down and I'm like, Oh, like, like this, I'm so down and be right about it because I, I understand everything sort of drifting so I just allow myself to feel however I'm feeling even if it's happy and then it just kind of goes away by itself and, yeah. and it's just a constant fluid thing but um, I I do have conceptual songs where I'm like writing about a feeling but, but from a more from a much more just metaphorical standpoint like I, it, I don't think about the feeling I think more about a story and how I can incorporate the feeling in that story yeah. you know what I mean but what? um yeah yeah i haven't i haven't really what's the thoughts on religion uh but i'll, I'll literally talk about all this stuff yesterday um because you've got like, jehovah on on the on the record right yeah, and yeah obviously yeah. that's i don't know if that's a religious record but it feels like it could be yeah so so with jehovah like i'm i'm not a religious person myself but um I, for some reason, I know stories about like Christianity and and um, Islam and, and and all of that stuff. But uh, so, and whenever I start writing this, biblical terminology is just quite interesting to me because it just has that sort of feeling. And um, with with Jehovah, when I say um, I don't want to owe my soul to you, my Lord, it's it's kind of like um, where. where it's, it's, it's kind of metaphorically saying like when when someone tells me to do something or tells me to change and tells me I can be a saint I don't want to do it anymore because I don't want to owe anything to you and be like oh like thank you for doing that for me I kind of want to yeah. do it by myself and that's like it's a it's a whether it's a negative thing or a positive thing I don't know but that's kind of what it is and so with using biblical sort of references is there's there's not really much deeper to it really because like I'm I'm not so I never really make a commentary about religion because I'm like believe what you want to believe in it like I'm not like yeah. just because I don't believe it I'm not gonna be like oh like you like I it's whatever in it like yeah, like yeah. whatever makes as long as you're a good person and 
say if you have a religion and that makes you a good person, fair enough. Yeah. Like, it's whatever. Like, do your thing. I, I, like, I, I don't get these people who are arguing all the... My God, I, I get really amped about these situations. <laughs> um, I don't get people who are like, so, so amped about like another like it's another football team do you know what i mean <laughs> like do you know what i mean it's it, it's like bro like i th- what what you're angry about is extremes you're not angry about a religion you're angry about an extreme and yeah. extremes in any circumstance can be can be terrible in it but generalizing an extreme it's, it, it's like arsenal are playing and Ars- arsenal loses arsenal fans go out and do some hooligan shit yeah outside and your friend is an Arsenal fan, and you go, "Oh, you lot are just..." What do you mean, you lot? I was with you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was here. So, what, like, what are you talking about? So, it's it's, it's generalization. Now. So it just comes down to accepting and and nuance. Like everything, like that's my main sort of force. Is like everything is just nuance. Nothing's black and white. So yeah. even when I say these things very strongly, I understand there's a completely different side to it, and I'm open to that as well. Well, I think that's the thing. In is a really is. <clears throat> it's the same it's kind of what we're talking about cancel culture it's kind of of the same about what we're talking about streaming it's the same in everything right there there is always an extreme to something and by acting upon the extreme Mm. is never a an educated way to act because the extremes never stand for the whole thing Whatever that yeah. thing is, if you yeah, know what exactly. I mean. It's like, otherwise, there'd be more people in prison than there is outside of prison. Yeah, If you exactly. know what I mean. And there's, there'd be more people <clears throat> being murdered. There'd be, there'd be all of the horrible shit going on because they're the extremes. Yeah, exactly. And majority of the people are not the extreme. But For real. as human beings, I feel like we like to generalize. It's easy yeah. to generalize stereotypes yeah. like men, women. We, we all do it, right? We've all, we've all stereotyped. And I don't think there's actually anything wrong with stereotyping. It's just yeah, how yeah. we are. But yeah. I think it's as long as you can understand that you are doing these things and willing to be like, you know what? I probably shouldn't be doing this. I don't actually yeah. gen- mean generalizing the whole situation. It's these people are just idiots, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they. I always say the my the minority always ruin it for the majority, because mm. if we're talking religion, you have the extremists on all sides, on all sides, yeah, and, everywhere, yeah, and they ruin it for everyone because. Like, can you? Well, you can remember like the bombings in London, if you know what I mean. September eleventh, yeah, yeah. like it put Muslims on a level where they were not liked at all, as generally, yeah. right? It was the media yeah. were telling everyone how like bad Muslims were, and things. at the end of the day, Muslims are some of the nicest people in the world, bro. bro. But because of the media, because of the scare factor of what we were told mm. people that wouldn't be able to stand up and have their own opinion would take what everyone else told them as fact. And that's not how life is. It's not how life should yeah. be. Exactly. And, and, and that's, that's what, what you're saying. Like generalization, like taking 
and and like we're talking about with everything else, yeah, just taking one thing and then sort of making it about every everything else. Yeah. And 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 then it alienates people, and and now you're the enemy in someone else's eyes because someone who is actually say on your team, you think they're against you because yeah. they're part of some other team, and then you're like, oh, like I, we don't like you lot, and then he's like, what do you mean us lot? I'm not like that. Yeah. You're de- and 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 now you're my enemy because you're attacking me. Yeah. So in self defense, I don't like you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, that like like that's 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 where a lot of problems sort of stem from. I feel like, but um, taking sides, man, it's never healthy. Yeah, exactly. But but either so, there's still a lot of nuance to it. I don't yeah. want to generalize either. Totally, <laughs> totally, man. Um, so is it live and learn that you've got the video for? Uh no, um, knuckles, knuckles, knuckles. and that's the yeah. one when you're on the kitchen t- on the on the dining table. Uh, that that is gluttony. Knuckles I released uh one week ago, which is like a sort of holographic holographic. Oh, I haven't one. seen that. Okay, yeah. So 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 there's like uh I use a projector okay. and sort of I'm projecting myself against the wall. And um yeah, yeah, like so it was shot and directed by Bo Morgan. And um yeah, it's really good. It's proper sick, I like it. Dope. So definitely definitely check it out. Yeah, man, I will. So let's let's we've done an hour and fifteen minutes. Let's wrap it up, man. I think that was a really yeah, good yeah, conversation. Sick. Um for anyone that doesn't follow you, how can they follow you? Uh, type in my long name to uh, any of your streaming platforms. How do you YouTube, spell it? All of that. How do you spell it? Uh, S-O-P-H-O-M-O-O-R-E-I-K. Sick. And that is Sophomoric. Yeah. And your new EP called Easy As is out now. Go check that out on all the local yes, streaming. Yes, yes. Do you are you Please doing any do. physical copies or anything? No, nah, no, nah, not at the moment. Not at cool, the moment. Man. You're self re- you're self releasing everything, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How you, how you Just, finding um, that? Uh it's cool because uh so I've got um distribution with um the orchard. Yeah. But um yeah, it's 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 fun because I'm just like there's there's still deadlines because I was obviously a manager and did, 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 like how the yeah. industry works, but I don't know it's 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 very DIY and I and I kind of like that it's, at least for now. Do you know what I mean? So have you got a label name? Uh, what do you mean? Is you, have you got like a like because obviously you release it through your own label? Is the net is the label got a name or is it just so? Oh, nothing. Yeah, I think it's just like Sophomoric or something like that. But I, I do, I do want to start an actual label at some point. But that's that's a whole other story. <laughs> do it, man, one hundred percent. Right, dude, stay on the line. I'm gonna hit. Rec- I'm gonna stop recording. But thank you very much for being on, man. It's been an Sweet. absolute pleasure. And thank look, you very much, man. I look forward to getting in the studio again with you. Big love, man. Yeah, for real. And that is a wrap. Hope you enjoyed it. I did a lot. It was a really good conversation. It got pretty deep, which I was not expecting. So. Big ups to Sophie Mark for coming on. Thank you for everybody that's listening and keep safe. Have a great week. Big love. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.